All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. All right, now we're talking. Uh, as again, as my new normal, as per my new normal, let's take care of a little housekeeping before we uh, dive into today's topic. Gang, my stance has not changed when it comes to the belief in the supernatural, Christianity, whatever. If your version of a Jesus makes you a better person, then I don't care. You, you will not hear from me. Again, let's just stick with Christianity because basically that's what I'm going to kick the shit out of today. Again, if your version of Jesus makes you more charitable, makes you more empathetic, then again, I like your Jesus. I don't care if praying to Shazam is what makes you help that little old lady cross the street, just as long as you help her cross the street. Right. And I remember, God, was it my first or second interview with SJ, hashtag fuck SJ, where she was trying to get across, you know, the, 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 I guess the concept of an afterlife or a Jesus was, you know, helpful during stressful situations. She told me some story about some lady who lives next to her, lost her daughter in this tragic car accident. And she called out to Jesus and Jesus made her feel good. And I, my response was great. Right. Again, atheist does not mean asshole. Maybe in my case it does, but that's kind of not across the board, right? If you're struggling and if praying to Jesus makes you feel better, great, great. Again, I'm not here to take anything away from anyone who's not ready to give it up. I, 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 that's not my jam. So again, if your version of a Jesus makes you a better person, then you get two thumbs up from me. Again, shout out to my main man, Joseph motherfucking Nola. Again, I'm quite sure he and I could find some shit that we disagree upon. When it comes to, you know, Christianity, the validity of Christianity, interpretations of different verse, don't care. Do not care. Because, again, every time that fucker hits the send button on a tweet, it is dripping with kindness and empathy. So, no, I, I'm not going to debate his version of a Jesus. It's because I like his version of a Jesus. But part two of housekeeping, actually, this is just kind of a straight up lead in. Uh, I'm going to kick the shit out of Christianity today. And no, it's not because I'm mad at God. Please save your stupid fucking talking points. Nothing in this world is above critique and criticism. What, what you guys are getting ready to hear are honest questions about the morality of Christianity, the validity of Christianity, some of the practices of Christianity. And if you guys remember, you know, it's the whole, you know, the war on Christmas, the war on Christianity. Christians are being persecuted here in the States. Yeah, no, you're really not. 
I think, at least from a former Christian's point of view, <coughs> pardon me, any one of those cough buttons, shit, you don't know, know what I'm talking about. I've been in real recording studios, and when you're talking like on a talk show, talking on a, talking on a talk show, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm. Delicious gin and truth and redundancy. Let's go. But there's an actual button when you're on a talk show. You hit the button. It mutes your mic so you can't be heard coughing. I don't have one of those, but fuck it. Where the fuck was I? I get off on these fucking tangents. Ah, Christianity. <laughs> but I think the problem is that Christianity, at least in this country, is so used to operating with impunity, not having to answer for the power they possess, why they possess it, or how they even exercise this power. And I think maybe, I don't really care, but I think that's what's been dubbed the new atheist movement, right? Gone are the days, it seems like, where, again, a Christian lobs some bullshit-ass answer and no one uh, critiques it. Now, they're under the microscope and they don't like it. And so now they're screaming persecution. And I've said it once, I've said it again. That strange sensation that's going on in your heart right now, that's called equality. Yet nothing is above criticism. Shit, it, that's the foundation of the scientific method. Right. In order for your or your what is it called? Your observation to graduate to the rank of theory. It's it, the scientific community's only mission is to rip your idea to fucking shreds. If it can survive that harsh process of scrutiny, then it graduates to the level of fucking uh, theory. <clears throat> Nothing is above criticism. And Christianity, for the longest time, has considered themselves above critique. Right? It's like, why can't we pray in schools? Well, if it's a private Christian school, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I mean, I, I literally remember conversations at work where their comeback were things like, well, that's the way it's always been. It's like, well, it doesn't make it right. Right? That banner that's hanging in your middle school gym right now. That's a public middle school. It shouldn't be there. Right? Again, when, I don't know if y'all know how property taxes work, but I can tell you how it doesn't work. They don't get this check. I'm like, mm, that's the Christian money. We'll put it in this bucket. Mm, that's the atheist money. We'll put it in this bucket. This is the Muslim money. We'll put it in this bucket. This is the Hindu. No, that's not how it works. It all goes in the same bucket. And if that's the case, then whatever receives those funds has to remain religiously neutral. And sorry, not sorry, hang it. And yes, because I'm actually thinking about a school here in Austin <clears throat> that has a uh, Bible verse hanging in its uh, gymnasium. If you are in receivership of these funds, when it comes to religion, you have to shut the fuck up. And again, Christians, the, the, the same thing that protects me from you protects you from everybody else. Because you guys know good and goddamn well. The only reason why you're okay with the head coach of your high school foot, your favorite high school football team, the only reason why you're okay with them praying before games is because his name is like Kevin Johnson. 
imagine your reaction. And out here, you got me by my one remaining ball. But in real life, I know for a fact, because you guys bellyache every chance you get, if that head coach's name was, you know, Muhammad Akbar, I think I just spit a loogie on my computer. I really did. And just in case I did, hold on, you know what time it is. Damn, that was disgusting. That was delicious, though. Gin and truth, let's go. And I did not hawk a loogie. Okay, that's great. But if his name was Muhammad Akbar, and five times a day, he had the high school football team at the local public high school break out the prayer rugs, you know, hit it with, you know, what is it? Allah is the one true God. Muhammad is his only prophet. You guys would shit on yourselves and sit there. Well, this is a Christian country. So again, the same rules that protect me from you, protect you from everybody else. Again, you aren't being persecuted. I've said this over Twitter a million times. You guys run this joint. Congratulations. Enjoy it. You aren't being persecuted. At this stage of the game, we are simply trying to get you guys to follow the exact same rule book we all have to follow. Now, I'm going to dive into this. Excuse that. And hit you guys with some of the questions that I have asked. Christians and pastors and priests and you name it. If they're in Christianity, I have asked some of these questions. Now, if I were to ask all the questions, this this podcast would be fucking seven hours long. So I'm just going to kind of go with some of my big hitters. My voice is gravelly. Shit. Unannounced swig of Hendrix. Hashtag uneventful. I'm just going to hit some of my big hitters here. I'm sure there's a million that you guys are probably probably asked. And before we dive into it, one more thing. You guys are going to probably think I'm crazier than what I actually am. Because not only did I spend 39 years as a practicing Christian, I still talk to Christians and Christian apologists. So I know all the excuses that they could throw back because I used to do the same. And so I'm probably going to ask a question. And then I'm probably going to answer it. Then I'm probably going to get in a verbal confrontation with myself. So, no, I'm still taking my mental health meds. So no one has to call the goons in the uh, all white and with a straight jacket. But I'm probably just going to answer a lot of my own fucking questions. So let's dive right in to the insanely immoral concept of hell. Christians, what in the hell is the matter with you? The, the concept of hell is so violently fucking immoral. And my phone, I forgot to turn it off. Hashtag unprofessional. The, the, the concept of eternal torment. I mean, fuck me. You know what the difference between your God and Adolf Hitler? Eventually, whatever Hitler did to you stops. What what sociopath, what psychopath, whatever the fuck path is fucking relevant to this conversation, torture someone forever. Never letting up. And apparently, because I've been threatened with this 14 billion times, it's only going to get worse. Do you not hear how fucked up that is? And it's not even 
for being a bad person. Well, Robert Rawls says, shut the fuck up. I mean, seriously, who sets up the game knowing in advance that whoever plays the game is going to fall magnificently short of this perfect fucking standard? Because apparently that's the only way to get into heaven. But since no one is perfect, <clears throat> God had to come down here on a suicide mission. Walk amongst us sin-written skin bags, have himself tortured and killed temporarily just so he can go back to heaven so we can all roll around in his blood so we can go to heaven. Now, as much as you think, oh, Robert, that's, that's not, that's exactly how it is. I just didn't word it in your biblical fancy talk, but that right there is exactly how Christianity works. Now, for those that don't accept the blood sacrifice, which again is fucked up, they get to go to hell. And no matter how good you have been on this earth, if you do not jerk off Jesus or God or whatever Trinity fucking shit, you're going to go to hell. Now, when I was talking, <clears throat> my voice is really fucked up. And because my voice is fucked up, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So when I was talking to all those pastors and preachers, when people found out that I was an atheist, they, they all tried to come over and save my soul, right? And <clears throat> the one thing that I would always hit them with was, because I'm a self-defense teacher, so, okay, one of my students is a Muslim. She's, she, she's just anything other than a Christian. Now, she leaves my self-defense class as a practicing Muslim. She's not even trying to hear about your Jesus, just like you're not trying to hear about her Muhammad. She leaves, somebody takes her life. That person's a Christian. Well, Robert, if he was a real Christian, shut the fuck up. You guys don't get to decide who is and is not a real Christian. That person says they are. But let's say you're right. They're not a real Christian. Here's the thing. When she takes her last breath, <clears throat> she gets to go to hell and be tortured for fucking ever. Even if he is not a Christian at that moment, when he goes to prison, he gets to find Jesus. And let's say he does. He gets to go to heaven and jerk God off for an eternity while the lady who did nothing wrong except get in the way of his fucking radicalized anger, she gets to go to hell. Are you telling me that is a moral system? Gang, you should have heard the fucking excuses. I mean, it was to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go get drunk. I don't want to listen to you make up bullshit. One of my least favorite slash favorite is they always kind of hang their hat on this probability or possibility. And like, well, Robert, you, you don't know if maybe, you know, God, you know, suspends her between life and death for five minutes. And I see here I am. I want to know the biblical scripture that backs that claim. Or are you just pulling shit out of your fucking asshole? Where in the Bible in 66 fucking books from Genesis to fucking revelations, please tell me where does it say that when you die five minutes, five minutes 
that God will hold you between life and death and say, here I am. You want to jerk me off? You are pulling shit out of your ass. And you want to know why? It's because you know the concept of hell is fucking immoral. Again, the guy who kills one of my students, he gets a chance to find Jesus. And maybe he already found Jesus. Because again, the Christian God doesn't give a shit about what you do. All he cares about is what you believe. <laughs> and so for as long as you believe that he's the man, you get to go to heaven. And I remember uh, one of the pastors sat right here in this living room and he was trying to um, express how loving and forgiving his Jesus is. Robert, I mean, it was such a tremendous sacrifice. All you have to do is trust in him. So, so he'll he'll forgive anything. Yes. Okay. So the repentant rapist gets to go to heaven. Yes. Okay. Okay. He gets to go to heaven. The the serial killer. He, he gets to go to heaven. Yes. And I specifically remember because I had just watched a documentary on this smooth talking asshole, and his game was he would pretend to be a serviceman, right? Navy SEAL. Marine recon, army rain, stuff like that, right? And he would cozy up to an elderly couple he or she served. And he's like, wait, you're, you're a Navy SEAL? Fuck, I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm class 223. Which one are you? 16? Oh, man. The only easy day was yesterday, right? And, they, and he would sit there and get cozy up. And long story short, he would suck every penny out of them. Now, when you go belly up, at 75 years old, you don't financially recover from that gang. You don't. And I even asked this cat, the preacher, so what you're telling me that your God will forgive the thief that drains a 75-year-old couple out of their last... Yes! Okay, all right. That's a lot of enthusiasm, dude. What if I die right here in front of you? Have a stroke. Heart attack. You haven't convinced me. There, there's, there is no God. I, I don't see one, right? So you're telling me I get to go to hell? You know what his response was? Uh, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know, Robert. I, I don't know. Shut the fuck up. The hesitation that they present when it's time to talk about the concept of hell, as far as I'm concerned, tells me everything they I need to know about their actual position. <laughs> they know. That that Muslim did nothing that is so fucked up and bad that they deserve eternal torment. That's just an immoral fucking concept, right? I mean, give me a break. Can we put this one to fucking bed? I can go all day on the concept of fucking hell, right? But we're going to move on just a little bit, and I'm sure I will circle back because as far as I'm concerned, Hell is one of my biggest criticisms of Christianity. Again, trillions of trillions of nonstop years of conscious torment. And this is being levied down by the most loving God you can not even fucking imagine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> my next one is... 
the concept of free will. That makes no sense at all whatsoever under the Christian framework. The simple question of, does God have an unchanging plan? That right there negates free will. And this is when a Christian apologist will jump in and, well, he knows that what fuck face Frank Turek. When uh, he debated Christopher Hitchens, he hit him with the kind of the same, no, it was uh, the Dave Silverman uh, debate. And you could tell it's, they, they lie like children, right? When they have to sit there and build a three minute non sequitur argument before they answer your fucking question, they're trying to give their brain time to catch up with their fucking mouth, right? And uh, Dave asked him about their free will argument, right? Because it, it was Adam and Eve. If he knew in advance that Eve was going to take a bite of that apple, then there's no free will. It was within his plan. And apparently God's plan is perfect and it cannot be deviated from. What did Frank Turk's monkey ass say? Well, uh, God knows the beginning from the end. Uh, he sees everything. I had pizza for dinner. I'm wearing red socks. And he just rambled and is like, dude, answer the, and Dave was like, answer the fucking question. And then he pulled up, you know, that fucking presentation he has about moist robots and well, shut the fuck up. There is no free will. If your God knows, <clears throat> my throat is really fucked up. I just hit puberty. And because I hit puberty, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Did y'all hear my voice just crack just then? Damn, sounded like a 13-year-old boy. But if, again, I, and I remember, and, oh, shit, I think I did two of her fucking coffee talks. The creature formerly known as SJ. And I've asked him, because her and Craig Reed was on there, and neither one of them could, would give me an answer. But I think they're a non-answer. It told me everything I needed to know. And I remember exactly what I asked. If I leave here and I get T-boned by an 18-wheeler and I die right there on the spot, and again, neither one of you have convinced me that there's a God, will I go to hell? And again, in typical Christian fashion, I got a big non-fucking answer, right? And again, if, if his plan dictates that he knows everything I'm going to do, let's say I live to see 77. If he knows everything I'm going to say, do, and think for the 77 years I'm on this fucking planet, if he knows every single second of that lifespan because that's what he's planned Gang, that's the definition of plan, right? And his perfect plan can't be changed. Then when I walk into the grocery store this afternoon and I take a left versus a right so I can go get the eggs versus the toilet paper, I don't have a choice. I do not have a fucking choice. So this free will thing is sitting on some bullshit, Right. And again, oh, well, God sees the beginning from the end. And um, John 3, 16, uh, sin is bad. Jesus is good. You're not answering the question. Again, that is really fucking simple. Again, if God knows what's going to come out of my mouth next, 
because he knew, because that was his plan for me to say next, then I could not have said Abercrombie. I don't have that choice. So again, this concept of fucking free will is bullshit. And it's, but it's, uh, he has to give us free will because love has to be freely given. God can't force us to love him. And again, I love it how a God that is all powerful, nothing's impossible for God, unless we present this laundry list of shit that apparently the Christian God can't do. I love it when people tell me, that there's something that God can't do, then five minutes later, straight up tell me for the one millionth time that nothing's impossible for God. <laughs> but free will is there so that we can choose to be and bask in God's greatness. Okay, again, as a self-defense teacher, let, let me give you an analogy. Like if I tell Susie Q, I love her. Hey, Susie, do you love me back? She, that right there is free will for Susie Q to say, yeah, I, I do love you back. I'm going to return the sentiment. Or Susie has the opportunity to say, no, I don't. Then I would say hashtag awkward, right? But again, gang, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger than average dude. I'm six foot three. Now let's say I'm standing over Susie while she is laying on the dirt. My face gets all crinkled up. I'm in a Kempo fucking fighting stance. My left hand is cocked and it is it looks like it's going to fucking trash her face. And then I say, "Hey Susie, I love you. You love me back." Oh yeah, Susie has a choice. She can absolutely say, "Yeah, Robert, I I do love you," which she'll probably say out of self-preservation. But gang, if there's a penalty phase for fucking not saying what I want you to say, that's not free choice. Susie, whether she means it or not, will probably say, I love you, Robert, because if she sees that left hand cocked, she knows there's a penalty phase for her not saying what I want her to say. That's not free will. Your, your choice to love the Christian God does not exist so far as long as there's a penalty phase, right? Well, it, it's it's the whole, and, and, and the bullshit of, well, what about those who've never heard of Jesus, right? So again, the, again these, these are the questions that I would ask uh, pastors and apologists and those YouTube interviews, right? So again, it's not within God's will for that person living in Indonesia to get the word of Jesus, right? This is when they'll tell you, well, we send out missionaries. So fucking what? One, your missionaries aren't going to reach everyone. And two, <clears throat> the Hindu missionaries, have they knocked on your door? <clears throat> How effective is their evangelism? Right, you couldn't name four of the Hindu gods, and you expect them to know your shit, you hypocritical bastard. So again, it, no, the, the 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 child who was born and raised in Beijing, who has no concept of your Jesus, isn't even trying to look for your fucking Jesus. It, it's well, Robert. He he was given just as much chance as the kid 
born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. No, that's not really all that fucking true. Right? So again, this, the free will thing, it is fucking non-existent. So far as long as God has a plan. <clears throat> and let me bash Frank Turkis a little bit more because y'all know how much I love doing that. His analogy is always, you know, well, if you tape a football game and you watch it later, does have you taken away the football player's free will? Okay, to that I have no answer because that's just a really shitty analogy, Frank. You're watching a DVR'd football game. I'm not claiming to be an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving deity. That's just a stupid analogy. And no one should be surprised because it's coming out of the mouth of fucking Frank Turek. Gang, I'm looking at the clock. I'm hitting the 29-minute mark. Again, you know the routine. Say it with me. The weasel is going to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'll be back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go.